hard to kick off this episode without thinking of that old Sunday school song. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. So joy is that feeling of great pleasure and happiness that fills us in a more lasting way than a situational happiness. It's something we believe can be a huge blessing in marriage. So we want to help you figure out how to start increasing the joy you feel today. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an upbeat episode for you this week. This is episode number 191. And today we're going to be talking about how to increase the joy you experience in your marriage. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed what to do when your spouse has been sexually abused. That's worth going back and checking out if that's been part of your history or experience, or if your spouse is a survivor. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound, research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the topic of joy, Caleb. Yes, ma'am. Joy is considered one of the six basic emotions or primary emotions capable of being felt, expressed, and recognized by anyone regardless of culture. Okay. Uh, The others are sadness, anger, fear, surprise, and disgust. I didn't think anger was a primary emotion. It can be. Uh, Okay. Think of uh, anger at injustice, the violation of justice. Okay. As an example. What they, you know, they may look a little different, varying from culture to culture, but not too much. You can generally, you know what you're looking at. Okay. Even say like uh, sadness, how sadness is expressed in our culture versus some African cultures. Ours is probably more reserved and silent and... Mm. Uh, some of these other cultures is a very vocal, even a collective wailing, like a group of yeah, people yeah. when they're expressing sadness, but you still know that it's sadness. Okay. Yeah. And so joy is one of these, these primary emotions. And I th- just want to say that to kind of highlight how central it is. Right. Right. Yeah. If it's universal, why don't we feel more of it? Ooh, good question. Now, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness and joy, they're sometimes thought of as the same, but research and philosophy and literature often describe happiness as something more temporary, something to be chased after and experienced, while joy is something deeper and more long-lasting. You know, you kind of hear people talking about finding happiness, but being filled with joy. That sort of difference, right? Yeah. Happiness maybe is more situational. Some things make you happy and some things make you unhappy. Mm -hmm. Joy is something you can carry with you and bring into situations so that it's possible. Some people even have joy, even in unpleasant circumstances. I wouldn't want to push that too far, but. Okay. So, but the joy is more within than situational. Yeah. Hmm. And one verse in the Bible that really points out the deeper nature of joy is Romans 14 and 17. It says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the English Standard Version. And mm-hmm. I think this underscores the point that it's not so much a momentary experience, like, wow, that was an awesome supper. Is that joy, right? But okay. more of an abiding experience that's grounded deep within the human experience, within even the human soul. All right. 
Now, the depth to which it's rooted in our being is something that's caught the interest of even of geneticists. And research shows that there may be a genetic component to long-term happiness. People are said to have um, a baseline level of joy determined by their personality or genes or upbringing. And daily levels of happiness can go up and down from there, but will naturally return to that, that baseline level. And this is referencing a study from 2005 here. So your baseline might be like really low, pretty gloomy, or it might be like yeah. really optimistic type yeah. personality. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And again, other researchers are saying that, you know, as much as 50%, I don't know how they get these percentages to be candid, but it's we'll interesting. Research. <laughs> yeah. As much as 50% of your overall level of joy, like your lifetime happiness is accounted for by your personality and your genetics. Mm. Only 1% is related to your circumstances. And 40% is to do with, or sorry, 10% is related to your circumstances. And 40% is to do with the activities you choose to take part in. Wow. I think wherever they get those percentages from, the point I think we can take from this is that some people naturally find it easier to experience joy than others, right? Mm-hmm. But it is possible at this, by the same token, to increase your baseline level of joy through things like developing your, you're laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. You get more joy than I do. This is why you need to go through this because then you can learn. You look quite joyful about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's just happy because it's situational. Oh, good. Makes me feel better. <laughs> Almost. Uh, but when you, by developing positive personality traits, engaging in activities that increase your happiness, when you do these kinds of things, daily variations in happiness will revolve around a new fixed point. So your happiness levels will be higher regardless of circumstances. You can move that. And that's the joy part. Yeah, you can move the baseline. We can still move that needle. Okay. Now, here's the question. If you could move the needle on your joy starting from today in a positive direction, how would that impact your marriage? Positively. Yes. Am I right? I would think so. So let's talk about increasing joy. Okay. What to do there. Attentiveness impacts joy. So some researchers in 2000 assessed, this is a smaller study, they looked at 43 couples to find out what their biggest factors were that were affecting their long-term levels of joy. And two of the strongest predictors of joy in their marriage was number one, expressions of fondness. Hmm. And number two, awareness of and attentiveness to the marriage and to the needs of your spouse. Really interesting, hey? So that affects like your baseline joy, not just Yes. Whatever situation you're in, whether you're happy right. or not. Long-term levels of joy. Huh. And so there's kind of a, a thing built into marriage I see there around serving your spouse. And, you know, even, yeah. Yeah. Being aware and attentive. Yes. And then yes, I'm assuming it means like needing those needs too. Meeting the needs. Yeah. Attending to, attentiveness I think includes attending to them. To, okay. Uh, they also found that friendship stimulates joy and a healthy marriage increases joy and life satisfaction overall. Lifelong happiness is twice as high in married couples who are also best friends. Really? Compared to other couples. So day-to-day and lifelong joy are also impacted by your spouse's sense of humor as well. So not only is there good friendship, but the humor that comes yeah. with friendship, humor that's playful and benign in that it's not sarcastic or mean. And, you know, even refers to shared experiences that can increase levels of joy felt in the marriage. Hmm. That's that's neat. Pretty cool evidence from a couple of different studies. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you think, wow, this joy thing's kind of cool. I'd like to work on this. We have a bonus guide for our Patreon supporters that helps you brainstorm a short-term instant gratification as well as kind of a longer-term strategy for transforming your marriage by increasing the amount of joy that you feel. That's really cool. 
If you yeah, if you'd like a copy of this, you can get one by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll take a break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about how attentiveness and friendship stimulate joy. But joy also comes from meaning, making meaning in life. Okay. So a couple of researchers in 98 found that being involved in work and personal projects which fit with who you are as a person, that creates a sense of purpose and meaning for your life. It's not the same as just doing well in life. It's about working towards things that matter to you personally. Okay. Now- How does that bring joy? Well- Good question. So there's there's an integrity piece there between what you're doing and who you are. Right. And that aligns. Right. Okay. And that that's linked to higher levels of happiness and life satisfaction. The most important aspect of this meaning is consistently being yourself. Mm. So the, here's a quote from their study. Just as a book becomes meaningful when its characters and themes are coherently related, the defining characteristic of personal meaning is consistency among the multivarious elements of the self. <laughs> quote. I know, but it's like full of meaning. Okay. So what does it mean? It's just, it's saying that, that to create personal meaning, you have to be a person of integrity. And I don't mean like, I mean, moral integrity is a good thing, but like true to yourself, you're true. All the parts of yourself, like you don't have like a part of yourself that goes over here and does this. And then another part over here that comes around and undoes it. Like you're, 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 you're kind of pointing all of yourself in the same direction. Think about how people sabotage their lives. Right? Okay. Or the ways that we sabotage our, our best efforts or we limit ourselves, mm-hmm. even with limiting beliefs. So maybe you have a desire to do something, but you have a limiting belief that's holding you back. That's a okay. lack of integrity, okay. right? Okay. But when, when we get all the parts aligned and, and pointed in the right direction, that's when you really have this elevated sense of meaning and joy flowing from that. Okay. So they also note that being supported in these goals and personal meaning projects is a strong predictor of life happiness. That's where the marriage part comes in. Spouses trying to support each other's personal goals and aims, or even having shared goals, like joint goals as well, Mm -hmm. and working together on those things. And we did did an episode on that, episode number 150 on joint purpose, if you want to find out more about that. So joy comes from meaning. From meaning and creating meaning. Creating Hmm. meaning. Okay. Doing things that come out of who God has created you to be. Okay. Does that make sense now? I think so. It's a little bit abstract, but it's a little bit abstract, yeah. But it it's like when we answer the why am I here, what am I, what is my mission questions, and we mm-hmm. we deal with the parts of ourselves that get in the way of that, so that we can move in that direction. We're creating meaning. This okay. is linked to higher levels of happiness. Okay. That's where we're going. 
Virtue also impacts joy. So another study in 2005 found that practicing certain virtues or positive mental traits can lead to lifelong contentment and happiness. These include forgiveness, gratitude. We've talked about that mm-hmm. yeah. in the past, self-reflection and optimism. Okay. I mean, I get the first two, like forgiveness and gratitude, but how does like self-reflection and optimism, well, optimism, yeah, I get that too. Well, I think the self-reflection could come from what we just talked about, joy coming from meaning. Okay. Right. So or just being true to all parts of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And working on these attributes then within your marriage, that increases your personal well-being as well as making your marriage happier too, right? Yeah. Now, another important thing that we came across too was not to chase after the wrong things. Now, the typical thing is, and in the marketing world, of course, more money, more possessions, a better lifestyle equals more joy mm-hmm. in my life. Right. Does money make you happy? Not Does really. No. Research shows that a lack of money can make it harder to be content in life. But once you reach a basic level of income, money has no more effect on life satisfaction. That's so hard though to like... Quantify? Yeah. Because once you reach a basic level of income, well, you know what? Our basic level of income and somebody else's basic level of income that we think we need could be so vastly different. Yep. That's true. But I guess they're probably meaning like if you're not starving and you have a roof over your head kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that's where the self-reflection helps too. Mm, they, yeah. noted, they noted that increases in wealth can create a temporary boost to happiness, but have little effect on lasting joy. That's interesting. Huh. It kind of makes sense if you yeah. think about it. Because you are like happiness when you go buy something new yeah. or something. Yeah, you but, celebrate. We can do something we didn't do before. We can take that holiday, whatever. Yeah. But lasting joy, not so much. Huh. And they pointed out that wealth can, or another study pointed out that wealth can even become an obstacle to happiness because you quickly get used to the level of money you have and you start to desire more. Mm-hmm. So you end up never satisfied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what? The guy at the car dealership today, we were just talking about this. Yeah. And how like if you have a billion dollars, you want $2 billion. Yes. But like you can't even spend that much money. Yeah. But it just becomes a, it, it steals your joy. Yeah. Which is a good self-check then, right? To make sure we have our sights set on the things that really do impact joy. Like how mm-hmm. do you pursue joy in your life? That's a good question to stop and self-reflect on. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of joy? Let's go through some of those. I don't know. What are they? Wrap up. Well, I'm sure you could guess some of these as our listeners could. More friends, more intimate relationships, and greater social support. Because when you're in that mode, you're more optimistic, you're easier to get along with, and you're more fun to be around. Yeah. Okay. Better able to cooperate and work together with others. So these are the benefits of joy. Yeah. They don't create joy. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. More productive at work and at home, and interestingly, higher income. Really? Yes. More energy makes I sense. I believe that. Yeah. Greater self control. I don't understand that one. You have more self control when you have more joy. I think if I had to guess at that, I would say it's because you're not going to be defaulting to coping mechanisms. Oh, okay. Most of which okay. involve compulsivity. Okay. Right. Better ability to cope with challenges. I think that makes sense because mm-hmm. you're you don't have that same level of stress. Stronger immune system. Longer lifespan. Hmm. More charitable, willing to give, and willing to put spouse's need first, your spouse's needs first. Wow, those are some pretty good benefits. Yeah, and I think you can kind of see in that last one too that you can create this positive upward spiral. Yeah, I think I need to go download the uh, questionnaire thingy. The uh, bonus guide? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Hmm. that's joy, yeah. Don't leave home without it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, 
That's a short episode today. Short and, short and joyful. joyful. <laughs> uh, nice. Yes. We have quite a long uh, what iTunes review, but we should wow, uh, we do. Okay, but first of all, Paul and Christina, who became patrons, Caleb, this past yeah, week. thank you guys so much for coming on board and for your generosity. Generosity, much for appreciated. Sure. Yeah. So this is from Christina C, who says, "I just can't get enough five stars." I just can't get enough. Oh, yes, that's, that's a chorus title. line from an '80s pop song. Oh, so I think the tight, like the "I can't oh, just I can't get, get enough" is the chorus line. Got it. And it also may sound like the title of an episode addressing some type of addiction, but in the sense that I mean, well, maybe it actually is my own case of addiction. I might just be addicted to your podcast. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we forgive you. So, can you do an episode on that issue? No, nope. we don't want to help people with that. <laughs> But seriously, I do feel like there aren't enough hours in my day to be able to listen to all of the past episodes while going back to re-listen and take notes on the countless episodes that seem written for me or my spouse or both of us. I recently became a patron, so I now face another sense of overwhelming goodness in the wealth of bonus material. I'm provided with so many helpful resources, like a filing cabinet overflowing with essential documents and evidence critical to solving a cold case mystery. That's the way my struggling marriage can often seem. Just when I'm ready to throw in the towel on persevering and putting in the hours to crack the code, another episode with key insights emerges from the filing cabinet. She should be a writer. Yeah. This is really good. We should hire her. (laughs) I can have like this picture in my mind of... Her filing cabinet? Yes. Your efforts are clearly led and blessed by God. No doubt he has used you and continues to use you to help restore weak and or failing marriages, as well as to positively impact the lives of individuals struggling with doubt and despair. I'm sure there are other wives like me, or perhaps husbands too, who listen alone in hopes that God will help us persevere in endlessly laboring for our marriage, which at times may mean that we're carrying this very heavy load uphill all alone. Yeah. I can see that picture too. You may listen alone, but you're not alone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, with God's faithfulness, his loving right hand holding mine, and the tools that you provide through your podcast lessons and the bonus materials, I believe my marriage has a fighting chance. If I can get out of the way and let God lead, submit to him as he works on my character through this guidance, he can and will restore to me the joy of my marriage and renew it as one that brings him glory. This is the hope that your podcast and God's word gives me. Thank you both. Lifting up prayers of gratitude for your commitment to your mission. So thank you, Christina. Thanks for sharing that with us. We uh, we pray that God will bless you as well. Yeah, that's a lot of we uh, we get to do the episodes, but you guys get the hard work of putting it in practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we our thoughts yep. are with you. Next week, Caleb. Uh, next week, a little bit related, but we're talking about the top five benefits of creating a happy marriage. We're going for the streak of upbeat episodes here. Ooh, yeah, for these sunny summer days. Sometimes, if you're struggling to rebuild and recover your marriage, it's just really helpful to know what you're aiming for and why. Yeah. Yes. Huh. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 191. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.